for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 297 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, do I have a weird story to tell you this week? Oh, really? Tell me. Yeah, and we got Star Wars stuff to talk about, too. <laughs> okay, so Wednesday afternoon, right? Right. I'm driving home from work, and I pull off the off-ramp. Was it Wednesday? Maybe it was Tuesday. Actually, I believe it was Tuesday. And I'm taking the on-ramp, or the off-ramp by our house, and I see a guy down at the end of the ramp standing at the intersection, right? Right. Not the most uncommon thing. We live by a major highway. A lot of times there's like, you know, panhandlers and stuff hanging out. Right. I figured that's just what's going on. But I notice he's like moving weird. And you know, it's a pretty long on-ramp, and there's somebody in front of me. So as I come to a stop at the light, there's someone in front of me. Then there's another car in the lane beside us to the right. And then there's this guy on the corner. The guy on the corner looks kind of like the dad from Friday. You'll, You'll realize why I committed his image to memory when I tell you what he was doing. He had his dick out in his hand and was shaking it at the three of us in our cars. Oh my goodness. (laughs) and my window was cracked and I could hear him yelling something and I'm not exactly sure what it was 100% but it was something to the effect of either come get your vaccine or I've got the vaccine oh my goodness handful of dick just shaking it so I notice it and clearly the car in front of me notices it because they just peeled out and ran the red light oh my goodness and you know what I did What's that? I fucking followed him and ran the red light too, bro. Oh my goodness. I thought you were like, I whipped my phone out and got that shit on tape. No, dude. Like, I hit the immediate fight or flight, fight or flight reflexes because there's one or two things that happen. Well, I guess there's three. You know, the, the least dangerous option is dude just stands there and continues to waggle his dick at me. The second option is he comes at me. 
right? Okay. And then what do I do? I got a dude holding his dick running at my car. And then number three, what if he's spectacular Spider-Man's all over the side of my car? How do I explain that to Jesse? I show up and there's a big fucking on the side of my car. Yeah. Bro, it was wild. It was wild. And then like I pull into the, in front of the house, I'm like talking to Jesse and I say, kind of wonder if I should call the cops because there's a dude fucking shaking his dick at people. Right. Dick in hand shaking it at people. And she's like, you know what? I bet you somebody else already did. And, And I'll be honest, you know, you know, the intersection I'm talking about, right? Not that far from the house. Yeah. So that made me a little nervous. I'll be honest. I was looking in the rear view mirror the whole way, like the half a mile or mile or whatever it turns out to be from that intersection to our house. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the last thing I need is this dude to chase me to my house. Well, yeah, I was about to say it's unnerving thinking that that guy could walk to your house without breaking a sweat. Yeah. A leisurely stroll dick in hand to our house and <laughs> he's at my front door and he's like well excuse me sir have had have you had your vaccine <laughs> yes because i have it both doses well i got a booster for you right here uh, no thank you <laughs> i do not believe that is on the fda emergency use list he said, turn around and let me see that booster rocket oh god so if you don't already you should follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod Uh, We have a YouTube channel, which you can find in the notes for the show. You want to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube or follow us on Twitch because in about three weeks, we will be doing episode 300 as a live stream event. So you guys can join in and chat us up in the chat. We'll be interacting with you guys. I don't know. Might try to think of a couple of fun things to do, some shenanigans to get up to. We'll see. Who knows what'll happen? But anyways, um, if you really enjoy the show, we have a Patreon. Where we're at, for as little as $3 a month, you can support us and get access to all the bonus podcasts that we post. In fact, I just posted one this ap- afternoon, the latest episode of Oh No, It's All Solo. Where Spooge, the subject of Spooge, comes up yet again. Oh my it's a bit of a theme. You talk about that a lot by yourself. <laughs> I even mentioned on that whole solo, I was like, well, I've got this one story of something happened to me this week, but I kind of want to save that to tell Will. So I did. I'm glad you did. Anyways, um, patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. And you don't just get, Oh no, it's all solo. Thank goodness. You also get cooking with will jaws, podula rasa masters of harvest. Cosy star Wars year by podcast, blue harvest adventures, my immediate season two of the Mandalorian reaction shows. I'm halfway considering doing something similar for the Bad Batch. We'll see how that goes. And uh, so much more. And once again, that's patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Thanks to all our patrons. You guys are the best. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. How's your week been, buddy? I assume you didn't see any strangers' dicks on the side of the, the highway. I can't say that I did. Uh, it's been a tough week. You know, the kids are sick. My littlest one, uh, her first tooth has come through. Oh, that's a one-two punch. That sucks, buddy. So, uh, she's not sleeping. I, I slept. My wife got home at like six or seven, six a.m. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her, I had maybe slept two hours, like, like accumulated throughout the night in spurts. 
buddy, that sucks. And uh, but the thing is, I, I finally got her down at like six a.m. and I slept till about nine thirty. So you know, like there's three and a half. That was that's that's how I'm here. I made a, I made I made a French press coffee. Nice. Before we did this little shindig, and well, uh, I'll try not to keep you too long, buddy, because I oh, know how no, that shit goes. I think I'm good right now. Um, how old is Olivia now? She's hitting seven months ish. Eight, eight, eight. months. That's we'll close. Be nine. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right on. Her birthday's in August then. It's the end of July. July thirtieth. Oh, okay. Seven thirty, twenty twenty. Right on, buddy. Yeah, and then Jackson's is August. And yeah. then Liam's is September, right? Yes. Look at that. That's gonna be easy as easy enough for me to remember. July, August, September. Fuck yeah. Well, man, I'm sorry you guys are dealing with that. That really sucks, buddy. Yeah, that's all right. Um, it's it it doesn't last long. It's no, not for it. Yeah, temporary enough, right? And on the other side of it, they're bigger than they were before. They're not as baby as they were. You know, it doesn't it doesn't last as long as you think. Like going into parenthood, you think, oh, that baby stage, I'm going to be able to soak that up, but it flies by, bro. Yeah. And then next thing you know, your kid's wanting to play Mario all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're not, you're a little person. <laughs> did you get to finish uh, Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong, whatever? But... I did. I did. And I let the kid watch it. I covered his eyes for the, the handful of parts. That yeah. I it's watched. not that bad, right? I feel like, I the... mean, King of the Monsters is is maybe a tougher watch for a kid than Kong. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot more gunplay violence in King of the Monsters. That was really brutal. You know, uh, you don't really want to show a a tiny kid all that. Well, what'd you think? It gets pretty wacky, right? It's pretty wacky, but it's good. Yeah. It's really good. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, definitely uh, not. It's the only way you could end that whole run in the Legendary series. I uh I actually started a Marvel we rewatch this week. Really? I uh ooh, hold on one second. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I caught up on Falcon and the Soldier too. That's the other thing about all this time being kept up at night. I'm caught up on my Marvel and uh some of my HBO shows. Nice. What are you thinking about the how are you feeling about Falcon and Winter Soldier? It's good. It's really good. You really I, hate uh, that one character, huh? Yeah. By yeah. design. Yeah, yeah. By design. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. I, I, so you know, I um, between WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, playing through Spider Man Remastered and Miles Morales on the PS5, then I rolled into playing the Avengers game. I've been on this Marvel kick lately, so I decided to restart the movies and do. I haven't done like a a straight oh, a watch through. To end watch yeah. There. So I'm, starts with what Iron Man. Yeah. So far, I've watched Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two, and literally right before we started recording, I finished up the first Thor movie. So I'm only four movies in. Those are good. I mean, they. I feel like part of the reason the MCU is so strong is because they laid such a good foundation to begin. Um. I enjoyed Iron Man 2 better than I remembered enjoying it. I never thought yeah. it was terrible, 
But I yeah, remember I thinking it was a weaker entry, and you know, I still may think that by the time it's all said and done. But I ended up enjoying it more than I was expecting to. Yeah, going back on good. rewatch, and some of these I've only seen once. Oh, so, really? Yeah, like I've only seen the second Thor movie once, the third Iron Man movie once. So I'll be interested to see how I feel about some of them. As I They're generally in. received as the weaker installments, like you've said. But I have to admit myself, and it's a guilty pleasure, I have enjoyed those movies as well. Because those are elements of those movies that are so comic bookish that maybe aren't the best in a movie. But, like, I don't know. They're true to form, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if it all sort of adds some piece of the puzzle that, you know, adds up to the Avengers movies and stuff. Right. You know, it's, that's what you want. Sort of, You're yeah. weaving a story that ends with the Avengers, like... <clears throat> well, you don't like this particular weevil of the wobble, but so last week, right? Right. We recorded and some Star Wars news came out that like I we got done recording and I was checked in my, checking my social media feed and stuff and this thing kept coming up and I was like, "What the fuck are people talking about a real lightsaber?" Kept seeing people talking about I, Disney. I saw that, yeah. Disney unveils real lightsaber. I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here." So, turns out what happens is they held a virtual news conference last Thursday where they talked about sort of the future of the theme parks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they talked about, you know, sort of the reopening of Disneyland and things like that. Um, and then during the closing moments of it, uh, Disney Parks chairman Josh D'Amaro lifted up a lightsaber, turned it on, and said, it's real, before the video ended. The way the... I'm reading this from um, mynews13.com. The way the light activated from the hilt was similar to how lightsabers activate in Star Wars film. You never know what we're going to come up with next, Demaro said. And no other information has come out, and they have not released this video. I, you, as far as I can tell... You cannot find a video of this shit happening. Um, and Mysterious. Yeah, man. And so, <clears throat> I think, you know, it's obviously we're not talking about a, you know, an energy blade or a real laser sword. But they've figured out some. Right, a light sword, more or less. Mm, I, I think it might be, from what I understand, it may be something more akin to, all right, imagine this, right? Um, you know a measuring tape? Yeah. Imagine you had a coil of an LED light strip inside a lightsaber hilt, and when you pushed it, it mechanically extended that coil in a stiff manner. I what? see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, it may be something like that, and I'm probably doing a very poor job explaining it, Um, but... Regardless, they uh, they were showing off a quote unquote real lightsaber, and I, you know what? I think it's and who knows? I don't know if this is meant to be like props for the Disney parks or that fancy ass. I'm sure the immersion galaxy, you know, Star Cruiser immersion experience. I'm sure for the kids and shit. Well, that's what I was going to say for that fancy ass Star Wars hotel. Yeah. You know, this this may not be uh, something that they at least immediately give access to the public but 
I do feel like it's time it we had a draw to come see me at yeah. Star Wars World in Florida, you know, like Well, I was gonna say it's about time we had some sort of advancement in home lightsaber tech, right? Because we as a kid we had the uh collapsible tube lightsabers. The throw out. Yeah, the fring throw outs. And then you get up to like the Force FX and the Black Series lightsabers that have, you know, the tube and you know, that's been sort of the mainstay for fancy lightsabers. Yeah. Well, let's let's get yeah. Let me get something let me get something new in my hands eventually. I'm all about that. Just make sure you provide a Obi-Wan's saber from episode four option, because that's my favorite saber. That's my favorite. From what I understand, there are some like military grade flashlights that can shine beams hot enough to burn holes and shit. Like maybe that's really what that guy on the side of the road had. It wasn't even his dick. He was shining a military flashlight at me. Just slice right through your eyes. Thing. Shoo. Uh, man. Hey, do you remember the time you didn't think Batman's dick was that big? Yeah, mm. I remember that. Yeah, so do I, and so does our buddy Chris Fresh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Because he brought it up on Geek Dudes this weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So Chris Fresh's theory is that you're packing a serious mag light, my dude. Uh, I'm uh, right. so Indiana Jones. I know it's not Star Wars, but you know he's kind of like Star Wars's cousin. We've been hearing about all this. Um, you know, there's going to be a fifth Indiana Jones movie, and it seems like it's taken a while to get rolling. And Steven Spielberg dropped out, and now James Mangold is directing. <clears throat> well, it really seems like it sort of kicked in the high gear this week because there's been two casting announcements. And an announcement that John Williams is returning to score the movie. Oh, wow. Which, I mean, peace and love to John Williams, the master. <laughs> Nothing but respect, but like, whew, this might be it for him, right? Like, he's an older fella. He's going to do it until he doesn't want to do it anymore. I kind of, and I didn't mean like he would pass away, but I kind of expected episode nine to be his last one. Yeah, um, you know that just kind of seemed like a, a good book into it, but no, he's logical. For, yeah, coming back for Indy Five, I'm all about it, man. Love to see it. Anyways, this week they announced that Phoebe Waller Bridge is joining the cast. You might know her as the voice and uh, motion capture actress for L3 in Solo, and they also announced today, just not that long ago. Mads Mikkelsen will be joining the sequel as well. Probably is the bad guy. Mads Mikkelsen was um, Jen Erso, Galen Erso's Galen Erso. She he was Jen Erso's dad, Galen from right. uh, Rogue One. <clears throat> so it seems like it's finally finally heating up. I, I get the feeling they're probably going to start shooting this thing before too long. When is the release date for that? I think it's, as of right now, I think it's scheduled for next year. That's one that's been moved a couple of times. Quite a bit. Yeah. It's sad how many movies have had to be moved. Well, you know, I don't even think 
it was getting moved around quite a bit before COVID. Yeah, it's scheduled for July 29th, 2022. So, yeah, it, they got to get some filming pretty soon if that's the release date. And, you know, much like John Williams, our buddy Harrison Ford, he ain't getting much younger either, my dude. Yeah, especially if he be <clears throat> breaking a leg every time he goes to do a major movie shoot. Well, that happened once. I think more concern the more concerning thing is the I don't know. The, the dude is accident prone. The amateur pilot. Landed, the amateur pilot airplanes on golf courses and shit. Yes, I think that is more concerning. I don't think he had much uh the incident on the Force Awakens was not his fault. I know. I now, I, mean, I fully understand that. The airplane stuff, that's what you should really be worried about. Um, all right. And then something that came up over the weekend. Now, this is some real wild type shit. Now, this story comes from a source that I have not heard of before. So take it with caution like a, spoon of salt. a grain of salt a few grains of salt be cautious about this source it comes from something called the vulcan reporter and they are reporting that star wars detours animated series finally set to release on disney plus after nine year purgatory now for you guys that don't know we've talked about it before but just in case star wars detours was Sort of the last thing Uncle George got off the ground before the Disney acquisition. And it was an animated series that was being put together by a couple of the robot chicken guys, including Seth Green. Uh, And then when Disney bought Star Wars, they put it on the shelf because they were a little worried about releasing that and having that be sort of the first release under the Disney umbrella. They wanted to, you know, sort of wipe the slate clean and have the first thing people see be more in line with traditional Star Wars than this sort of satirical take on Star Wars, right? Right. It's CG animated. There's a widely available trailer for it from one of the celebrations that you can find everywhere. Uh, There was also an episode that leaked. We've talked about that pretty recently. Leaked a few months back that I actually enjoyed. Our buddy Steele, when we were talking about this rumor, brought up a good point is that like, yeah, that one was good, but it could have also been a case where like one of the best episodes or one of the best segments from an episode leaked. There could definitely be some real stinkers in here. I'm sure there are. Um, But this is what they had to say. Um, The CG animated comedy Star Wars series never saw the light of day since its initial announcement in 2012. Damn, almost 10 years ago. While by default not part of the current Star Wars canon as it was before the Disney buyout, it's also starkly different from the other animated shows in the universe. In fact, the series is a parody of the entire uh, franchise, offering a comedic take on what happened between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. The show is set in the Star Wars universe and explores what daily life is like in a galaxy far, far away. Um, the voice cast, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. It's quite extensive. 
Uh, Ahmed Best is Jar Jar. Anthony Daniels is C-3PO. B- Billy D. Williams is Lando. Uh, Seth Green, Catherine Tabor, Andy Richter, Weird Al, Abraham Ben Ruby, and Seth McFarlane. Um, and then they go, they, man, they keep going into this cast. Um, uh, it was reported that roughly two seasons of the show were produced. 39 episodes with many more episodes being left unproduced with finished scripts. Fortunately for star Wars fans of the series, we have learned that more episodes have been produced since that initial report with the show being planned to have a Disney plus release. While we don't know when Disney plans to release the series on series on its streaming service, we do know that around 52 episodes and specials have fully finished production and is likely that star Wars detours is planned as a surprise release on May 4th, 2021. <clears throat> I mean, all right. Now that's crazy accurate. I mean, it's crazy it, specific, right? Right. And that's There's what I mean. some crazy specificity, specificity. And I really don't know how to fucking say that word. Right. Um, the thing with that is, on one hand, you can look at it like, you know, a lot of times when people are fucking around and putting fake stories out, they're really vague. They they speak in vague terms and sort of easy in an easy to guess manner. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But even though the details in this are so specific, I'm still saying approach this lightly who knows if this will actually happen a surprise release on may the 4th would be fucking crazy because that's the day they're debuting the bad batch so are we going to get up on that's true that's double hit yeah. double hitter are we going to get up on may the 4th and there's an episode of the bad batch and an episode of star wars detours are they going to put the entirety of star wars detours up at once or are they going to drip feed it to us i don't know well, they haven't They've only drip fed Star Wars content that's not that is new, right? Yeah, but I don't know how what that is a good point. I just wonder would they view it as new content or like something to just get out there, you know? I don't know. I think if no one's ever seen it, you can treat it as new content. I think so too. And the fact that you know, they have not done a binge release so far unless you count uh the older star wars stuff but you know like we're talking about right now that's older released yeah so yeah this unreleased stuff i don't know how they're gonna uh, release it or if it's even true i hope it's true you know even if it turns out to be not great if it turns out to be 50 percent funny that's okay with me i just want to see it because it can inspire someone else to do the same thing or something similar. Well, not Star just Wars that. Comedy, it's it's you know? completed Star Wars animation. That's true. That's been locked away in a vault that we haven't been able to see. That's true. So, yeah, release it for us. I hope this is true. I'll be excited. <laughs> you will hear us talk about it. I'll, I'll be straight with you. If I think it's funny, I'll let you know. If I think it's fucking stupid. We'll make free the detour sheet shirts. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag make detours happen. Yeah, that's where we go with it. 
we'll start we'll start selling those shirts on May the third, and then when May the fourth rolls around and it shows up on Disney Plus, then we can be like, guys, we did it. Our campaign was successful. May Look at us. Hey, buddy, give me one second. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So we got one more thing that happened this week um, that was pretty cool. It pertains to the High Republic. Really? Yeah. We got sort of a, a full release. Um, that guy on the side of the highway was trying to have a full release. We got a full release of mm. the second wave of books coming in this first phase of High Republic books. Uh, most of these, in fact, all of these, I think, have been announced, but now we just have like concrete release dates for them. So that includes The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, which is going to come out on June 29th. Uh, I believe that's the next big book release. Um, then we have uh, Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. That's also June 29th. We have Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. That's coming July 22nd. Seems like they're really ramping it up this summer slash fall. Um, we have Tempest Runner, which is a um, audio book, like a audio drama. That's August 31st, 2021. And then one that, I, this is one that I've mentioned before, we've talked about, I'm very excited for, and that is the Edge of Balance manga. The first volume of that comes out uh, September 7th, 2021. And that is from Justina Ireland and Shima Shinya. Um, so, yeah. Looks like we've got most of the rest of the year sort of mapped out as far as High Republic content goes. Um, there's going to be a lot coming. And this is just the first phase, so... If you are into the High Republic, it seems like it's going to be a pretty good time uh, once yeah. we hit this fall, uh, this summer, basically. <clears throat> you know, not to discount the comics and stuff. The comic series have been coming out regularly since the whole thing launched. But right, I really can't wait to check out that manga. Should be good. Speaking of mangas, you know what I had to do. What did you have to do? I had to go through my Twitter and completely mute all Attack on Titan related terms. Oh my goodness, why did you have to do that? Because the last issue of the manga came out in Japan last week. So it's over, and people know the ending. And I did not want that shit spoiled for me. Right. I didn't come all this way to have the ending of that fucking story spoiled for me. So, and that's an epic story too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and how different that story turns out to be from where it started. Like I can only imagine how different it is from where I'm at in the anime to the end of the story. Right. So yeah. I am being as safe as possible. I'd have been real mad if I got on Twitter and somebody spoiled that shit for me. Um, I've been watching Miyazaki movies with the kid. He's been sick, and yeah. uh, we—he's just been laying, kind of like not feeling good, and laying on the couch. And I've been—he's like, pick a movie, 
And uh, I was like, and, which is rare because he doesn't ever tell me to pick a movie. So I was like, all right, well, let's watch Howl's Moving Castle. So we watched Howl's Moving Castle and he loved it, you know, and then That's we watched awesome. uh, Spirited Away. He loved that. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. That was a hit. I didn't, uh, I think uh, Princess Mononoke has got some pretty violent graphic parts. Yeah, so I, I could see I that being that one you say for a little while. Um, <clears throat> Porco Rosso is not too bad. Yeah, Porco Rosso I thought was good. I think Palm Poco is good too. There's just such a, I, I mean. You know I like Palm Poco. I know you do. Palm Poco is one of my favorites. It's about, technically it's not even really about raccoons it's about tanukis raccoon dogs tanukis yeah japanese raccoon dogs but in the american version when they translated it they just translated it to raccoons that's Um, what mario is when mario is raccoon mario he's basically he's tanuki mario yes it's tanuki suit mario and tom nook from animal crossing he's a tanuki yeah i i really like that one um Obviously, it's mostly due to the subject matter. It's very sad, too. It's a real sad one. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to jump in and do some voicemails? I do. Yeah, let's hear some from some of our friends. Kia G. Kia G. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D. Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! All right, first up, we've got a voicemail from a buddy we haven't heard from in a little while, and that's... Our buddy, Intercontinental Tom. Let's hear what he has to say. Intercontinental Tom. Yeah, Tom Sutton. Hey, Hoss and Will, this is Tom in Sweden. Sorry for, uh, I I feel like I've been letting down the Tom team. Um, I haven't left a voicemail in a while. I guess, you know, we've had a, as you've said, um, a bit of a quiet moment in Star Wars. Um, So uh, I haven't had uh, that much to say, but... I really wanted to just call in and say hey, and uh, I have been listening to every episode and having a great time. Um, Okay, there's one thing I want to ask you about. C-3PO says on multiple occasions that he is fluent in over six million forms of communication. In fact, it seems to be really the only thing he's supposed to be even good at. 
Uh, just to remind everyone, here, here he is in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. Hmm. Sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? Well, uh, once we get to Return of the Jedi, we finally, three movies in, get to hear C-3PO's amazing uh, interpreting skills, his amazing fluency in over six million forms of communication. Let's listen to him talk to uh, Jabba's door droid. Goodness gracious me. Does that sound fluent to you? <laughs> Come on! We're like three movies into it. We've been like every movie is like, I, uh, I'm fluent in over six million forms of communication. And he finally, we finally hear him do his job, and that's how he sounds. Dude. How about when he speaks to the Ewoks? That sounds like my mom trying to learn Italian or something. Oh, so I just, I've not heard anyone really comment on this, on this before. And it just, it kind of struck me the other day. Like, C-3PO has one thing that he's apparently good at, and he's also terrible at that. Gold. All right. Uh, thanks so much for all the great shows you've been putting out. Um, can't wait till uh, Bad Batch. Can't wait, especially for December, and you know why. All right. Thanks, folks. This is Intercontinental Tom. I can't even say that word. Intercontinental Tom signing off. Why is he excited for December? Mm. I don't know. Or maybe I missed something. Oh, Book of Boba. It's something small. That's right. Oh, Just a okay. little something called Book of Boba. That's it. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> so I think C-3PO's nervous when that, that... He's nervous about the mission into Jabba's palace. I think he has knowledge of, you know, communicate. Just because you know a lot about something doesn't mean you're good at whatever it is you know a lot about. Like he maybe he doesn't he's not an accent droid he's not a bilingual he's not a like speaking language droid he's a knowledge droid like he's just everything comes out in sassy British guy you yeah know? He, but like whatever language he knows it I just think yeah and well he's also a neurotic droid right yeah he was programmed <laughs> to be a labor droid <laughs> no he, he, he was he programmed was, for etiquette and protocol. Etiquette and protocol, but I'm like, is that what Anakin programmed to be? You just help with mom man. etiquette and protocol. I, I guess, man, the things get a little fucking squirrely oh. when you factor in the fact that a little dude made him in his bedroom right. for his mom to help around the house. Sounds to me like Anakin was just trying to get out of his chores. Give me <clears> one second. Okay. <clears throat> and far as the the thing with the Ewoks goes, right? He even says like. It's a primitive dialect. So I'm willing to let C-3PO slide on the Ewok. But to be fair to C-3PO, by the time it rolls around that he's telling them the story of the first two movies leading up to where they are, he seems like he's got that shit down pretty well. 
Yeah, and I like that he uses sound effects. Well, yeah. So that's really solid. Yeah, man. You got to like... He's fancying it up for these little guys. Oh, man. Have you ever seen a golden snub-nosed monkey? No. Man, they're cool. Am I missing out? Yeah, they're lighting up the internet now. Bruh, I'm saying lighting it up. I've been seeing videos of golden snub-nosed monkeys pop up everywhere. And, and the reason they I brought this up is the Ewok connection. I can, They don't look uh, uh, exactly like Ewoks, but... I could see hanging out with a golden snub-nosed monkey being similar to hanging out with an Ewok. Right. It's just yet another animal. They could probably, you know, bite my fingers off if I play my cards wrong. Well, you know, that's my stance always. But it's it's something that I'm going to end up being obsessed with. I can already tell. I can already tell. Um... When do do we see C3PO? I'm sure we do, and it's just not coming to mind. Do we see him doing much translating in the other movies? Um, Olivia knows. I don't. For Job of the Hut. Yeah. Yeah. And he seems a little better at that by then. Well, and he's translating to Arabesh or Common or <laughs> right. whatever they speak right so i guess it's a little different all right who do we got next next up we've got jim Let's see what jim has to say okay good evening halls and will i had a few things i wanted to talk to you about uh I, last week I had a question for you, but my phone broke uh, Tuesday before lunch. Ordered a new one that night. Didn't get a new phone until Friday. Finally came in the mail. So at my job, there is no bring my laptop or uh, a computer or even a clock nearby. I don't even know what time it is when I don't have a phone. So no entertainment. Uh, all that I called out on Thursday. I was like, I'm not. Go- I'm not doing it again. But anyway, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, I've been reading Lost Stars, and they said uh, that the Imperials prefer that their cadets, that that all their soldiers drink their nutrients, like have a nutrient beverage. And they said it doesn't taste very good. They missed real food. Uh, I finished the book, by the way, very good, very sexy. Um, but I wanted to know, last week I wanted to know what you guys, if you could call on a drink at any time, that would, you know, you're starving and it'll replenish you. What what flavor? What would you want it to taste like, you know? Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, what, what would you want that, that you have an unlimited supply? So what I've been, my other question, my question for this week is a little bit of fan casting. Um, I was watching Lawless the other day and... The redheaded lady in it, uh, Jessica Chastin, she was in um, that, and she was also in It as the older Beverly. Um, man, she really killed it in certain parts in Lawless, and I saw her as an Asajj Ventress. Uh, I think she could nail it. And here's the far out one, okay? Loden Greystorm. Great Storm. Now, he is a Twi'lek. He's got head tails. Would you be able to get over them already retconning something and having uh, an amazing mullet instead of those head tails 
uh, that amazing mullet on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, my God. I thought mm-hmm. of it, and I can't get it out of my head. Now when I think of Loden Great Storm, I mean, he is... Jean-Claude has just fallen off of the A-list enough that he should be able to be a quote-unquote no-name. But he seems like somebody that's got experience, somebody that's been through the shit, somebody that's wise. You know, he could pull it off. And, I mean, if they had to give him head tails, that's cool. But what do you guys think? All right, ignite the green. Okay. If they ever make some sort of adaptation of the High Republic stuff and Jean-Claude Van Damme isn't loading Great Storm, bro, that's when I start a hashtag. <laughs> I love that idea. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, fully Twi'lek him up. Give him the head tails and everything, man. Jean-Claude ain't about... He ain't too good to put on some alien makeup. I know he threw a fit. When he, because you know, John Claude Van Damme was originally supposed to be the Predator in the original Predator, right? Did you know that? I, I did, and I heard that there was some. And he even filmed some uh, a week or two on the original Predator, and it was before he was the, the Predator looked like you know the Predator we all know. It was this more sort of amphibian lizard looking guy, uh, and apparently he hated the costume. He hated the fact that nobody would see him. And uh, he quit and went and made, I believe, Bloodsport is what he went and did. So, you know, it turned out okay for me. I'll take my high kick somewhere else. But now what you do is you get him back, you toss him in that Twi'lek makeup, and you make him load in Great Storm. Now to Jim's other question. If you had to get all your nutrients from a beverage, you see what I'm saying? Like a Soylent. Isn't that what that stuff is called? That stuff people Soylent drink. Soylent green. Well, no, there's an actual product. Oh, there is an actual product called Soylent. Yeah. yeah, it's like a combination of minerals and nutrients. And <laughs> what would you want it to taste like? Ugh. Um. I mean, probably some sort of citrusy soda. See, that's what I was thinking. Like Jim is saying, like. Cinnamon or Toast Cafe Crunch. Olay flavor coffee and milk. Yeah. Yeah. Jim is saying Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Thanksgiving dinner. I can't imagine drinking a liquid that tastes like Thanksgiving dinner. If it's like, do you know? It reminds me of that scene in Willy Wonka where she's chewing the everlasting gobstopper and it's like, oh, it's a three-course meal. Um, how? How? How does that <laughs> taste like, you know, like? Well, so do you know how happy I would be if in the morning I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm hungry. I want breakfast. And all I had to do was drink a drink. I'd be like, oh, I'm full. I'm satisfied. I don't have any cravings. I'd probably, you know, I'd lose weight and shit. Uh, right? Do that three like, times a day. They sell those. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> but I don't think they I don't think they quite work like I'm imagining. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? But, like, if I could drink a Diet Pepsi... A giant 44 ounce diet Pepsi, and it do that for me. That's what I want. On. Yeah, what I want it tastes like soda or water with Mio Energy in it. You know, those are my two fucking drinks of choice nowadays. Drink three things now: I drink some water, I drink some water with Mio in it, and I drink diet Pepsi, diet soda pop. 
So those it would probably be interesting futuristically, you know, nutritionally, culinarily, when you can provide nutrition in interesting, different textures. Like, what if I could make you ice cream that had all the vitamins and minerals and you know fiber and all that stuff like you needed, but it was ice cream, you know? Or I could make you, and it didn't make me fat. Right, right, right. Uh, bro, you're talking about the future I want to live in. Fuck a motherfucking pair of robot legs. Right. Give me the magic ice cream that I can eat, be fully nutritionally taken care of, and it doesn't make me fat. Sounds like heaven, bro. That's the future. I hope it's the future. I saw this fridge on... Uh, I had one of these moments the other day that was like, I had that idea first. It was this fridge and there's like a computer screen. There's basically a camera on the inside of the door that shows you what's on the inside of the fridge. And it can suggest recipes based on what you have in the fridge. But I I had the idea of like having a camera in the fridge that shows you what's in the fridge without having to open the door. Like I thought that was a neat idea. What would you do? That was before my time. What What would you do if you had that fridge, right? You wake up in the middle of the night. You know those times when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're so fucking thirsty you can't go back to sleep. Maybe you had a special gummy candy or half a pizza or something for dinner. You Uh got super cotton mouth and you're like, I can't go back to sleep unless I get up and drink some water. So you go out to your kitchen, right? You're in your underpants, you know, feet touching the cool tile of the kitchen. I'm just imagining here. I've never experienced that sensation. And you're drinking a glass of water and you look over at your fridge with the computer screen on the front that shows the inside of the fridge. And on that computer screen, you just see a little guy. There's just a little guy walking around inside your fridge. Oh, wow. Like a tiny little David the Gnome guy. What do you do? Then you open up your fridge and he's not there. And then you close the fridge and he like peeks his head out from behind a bottle of ranch. And then you're like, holy shit, what's going on? You go and wake your wife up and you come out and y'all look at the computer screen. And not only is there a fucking little guy. There's a little guy and a little get- lady, and they're fucking going at it. He's oh just railing her, on a, a turn. railing her on top of a block of Tillamook cheese. This this went from like a crazy independent <laughs> film to just like a straight up Bang Bros <laughs> porno. Like. Little guy in the fridge. <laughs> little guy in the fridge. <laughs> that would be cool. It'd be crazy. That'd be cool. That'd be crazy. Those, that little guy's fucking in our fridge again. Not the fucking part, but like, <laughs> you know, the the concept of finding a little guy. Will was like, fridge. this is fucking whimsical for halls. Just came like, up We're s- going highbrow here. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. this is some Pagliacci shit. <laughs> Not for long. All right. Let's hear what our buddy Kobe, Mr. 100, has to say this week. He says, hey, halls and Will, hope all is well. This week, I'll take a break from the goofy questions and bring forward a general Star Wars a genuine Star Wars question for you two fine gents to discuss. What is one earthly element that you hope is never discussed or brought into the Star Wars universe? For example, a lot of people are really bothered by the rock sounding music in the Jedi Fallen Order game. They didn't like it because they don't feel like we should have common earthly music in a Star Wars platform. What is something you personally don't want to see? For me, it would be bathrooms. I never want to see watch a Star Wars movie and have one of the characters be be like, hold up, I got to go take a deuce. That would just totally take me out of it. As always, you guys are the best. Thanks for being great. Kobe, 
Mr. 100. See, I, I have to disagree with Kobe. Like, if in the middle of a sentence in Solo 2, like Han and Lando are going at it and, and Han grabs his stomach, he's like, oh, we got to pick up this conversation a little bit later. I got to poop real bad. I'm going to shit myself if I don't leave this conversation. Look at the little guy fucking in the fridge. <laughs> don't look here. <laughs> um, I don't know what what's an earthly element you don't want to see in Star Wars. Oh, um, I don't know, man. Because there are a lot of equivalents, you know. There already, you know. There's. There's obviously bands and live music, you know, you would think. Yeah, that and the, the music that he's talking about in Jedi Fallen Order didn't really bother me. Like, yeah, it sounded kind of like earthly rock music, but they chose something that sounded, you like know. You've got an entire galaxy's worth of yeah, music. Yeah, they picked, I think they picked something good for that. Um, you know, uh, if it was an actual cameo, like if we were watching a Star Wars movie, right? And there was a cameo yeah. from a well-known band like if they go into a cantina and the fucking foo fighters are playing and they're not even dressed up as aliens it's just dave Grohl and pat schmear fucking jamming out in the canteen like that i would not be down with yeah i like the foo fighters um i don't know i'm trying to think there's got to be something um you know, I, I can. I my mind really keeps only coming to examples. Does that make sense of other things that take me out of it? Like, there's something about the the OB robots when Luke and Leia are being born that takes me out of it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the idea. Yeah. I don't know if it's the idea of delivery. And they've got those fucking no doctor or something like they've got those fucking flipper hands that yeah. I guess are specifically built to deliver babies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I could probably do without like an older character being like, "I got to go see the space proctologist." Yeah, yeah, or or TV. You know, even the concept of like holocasting or whatever, like when you're watching Star Wars, what is Star Wars TV like when you, if you find somebody flipping through the holonet channels or whatever? Like, I don't want to see that. I mean, that's what Star Wars detours is for. That's what the funny shit is for. Like, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, don't know. I don't need to see it in serious Star Wars. What well, real world? I don't want to see anybody paying for gas. You know, <laughs> well, you know, like uh, Star Wars reality TV. Like speaking of TV, like I don't want to have to see like Star Wars characters watching some shitty reality TV shows. You know what I mean? Right. Like keeping up with the Clatuans or some shit. I don't yeah, know. Right. Like right. No, that no, would no. be something where I'd be like, "Eh, this ain't for me. This is not for me." This is a, a bridge too a bridge too far. <laughs> if it directly references our pop culture, I want to see what the Star Wars version of the comedian Gallagher is like. 
<laughs> Does he just oh come out and smash Malayroon fruits or whatever that shit was from Rebels? Does he come out and smash that shit with a hammer? He may smash them with like a, a particle accelerator. Yeah. You know, and then his brother, his brother buys the rights to his act, and then there's Star Wars Galaker two. So there's two of them going around. Smashing oh, wacky hats and big hammers. <laughs> doing fucking prop comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time my dad went out of town for like a, a, a McDonald's conference. Yeah. Like a, I don't know, McDonald's franchi- franchisee association meeting or something. Right. And the entertainment at the conference was Gallagher. And my oh. dad came back like he just saw Led Zeppelin reunite, dude. He was I mean, so stoked to see Gallagher. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like an experience, right? Where I'm not sure how much money that dude makes, but he he must love the road or love the praise. You know, like must love the adoration of the fans, the being famous, because I don't think you really make a whole lot of money doing that shit, do you? Like, I mean, I'm, I imagine Gallagher did all right for himself. I think he's retired. Now. You think so? Didn't he? Yeah, I think he. I think he hung up the sledgehammer. And, sure, he lives you know, in the villages in Florida somewhere. Canceled his, canceled his subscription to Watermelon of the Month Club because that dude loved to smash a watermelon. I'll just smash one. I wonder if he's like, I can't even look at a watermelon. He probably can't. Shows a, a fruit tray shows up at his house and it's 90% watermelon. And he just sets it down on the kitchen table, like dejectedly walks over to his closet and pulls out the hammer. This shit again. I don't even keep a hammer in my house. I don't hit anything. All right. Next up, we have. Uh, One more email, and that is from our buddy Sam. This is what he has to say. Uh, Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you two had a great week. This week, I have two questions that I thought would be fun for you two to discuss. First, I was re-watching A New Hope this week and thinking about your discussion during The Mandalorian, where you talked about how our perspective of the Tusken Raiders are changing with different mediums. Similarly, 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 uh, the MCU introduced scrolls as good guys in Captain Marvel. What Star Wars organization or species do you guys think gets a bad rep and you'd like to see as a good guy or doing good things in a future project? For example, it has been interesting to see a Trandoshan Jedi Master Skier as a mostly good guy in the High Republic. We'll cover this first. You know what I would like to see? I'd like to see a good guy hut. Right, a like, good guy hut that would be cool. You know, I feel like Rodians get a bad rap. Yeah, r- so I mean, like a good like guy hut lackeys or like a really, you know, like a really accomplished Rodian. Yeah, a Rodian Jedi or like you know, Rodian. or smuggler or bounty hunter. Yeah, but um, like not a lackey. Uh, I think it could be cool to see a hut that's not a gangster, even though Captain Panaka yeah. in like. Like a like a like a good businessman hut or a hut diplomat. Sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You know, like the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we've seen um, Zero the Hut. Yeah. We've seen Jabba. And... I mean, Star Wars has set it up pretty hard that the huts are gangsters. Yeah, a species of gangsters. That's what Captain Panaka says. He's like, we can't do that. The huts are gangsters. That's what he says in, in The Phantom Menace. But there's got to be a hut out there that's like, you know what? 
I don't want to be a gangster. Yeah. I want to do good the things. The drizzit. The drizzit, the drow. Of huts. Exactly. Huts. You know, that would be something I could be into. Why can't I be like the other turkeys? They're all out having fun. What is that? Is it because I'm quirky and have rather smallish buns? What is that? It's Bob's Burgers. Oh, but it sure is. We're going to dinner. We're going to dinner. <clears throat> um, so, uh, a hut would be cool. And, you know, when you think about it, in The Mandalorian specifically, we've seen them turn some stuff on their heads. Like, for how long did we assume, like, IG-88 or a droid like that was just like a bad guy, right? Then they turn that right. around with IG-11. Um, yeah, subverting expectations. Uh, like he was talking about with the Tusken Raiders. We saw them turned around. Um, you could argue that we see a turnaround for Boba Fett, right? Right. In the second season. Um, it's true. What about an Aqualish like Pond Baba? Like, he seems to be the only example we have, and he is a dickhead. I was about to say, he's... <clears throat> he shoots his mouth off so hard he loses an arm. Yeah, and we see, him, we see him in one of the most unnecessary cameos in Star Wars history, in Rogue One. And in there, he and his fucking buddy are being dickheads yet again. So let's Dr. see... Dr. Eva Zen. Yeah. Uh, let's see him. Let's see the turnaround for an Aqualus, right? Yeah. Am I think that's an Aqualish, right? Um, maybe. You're asking the wrong guy. You're the beard of knowledge. Here I am saying this, and I'm gonna be like I'm sure you're right. You are right yeah, ninety nine point nine percent time of the okay. time. Man, uh, I'll be second guessing myself a lot. I know you do. I ain't got the confidence of a young Willie, young William Witten. Um, whatever. what's the trash monster? A Dianoga? The Dianoga, like a good, a helpful Dianoga, not a pull you to your death. I just imagine somebody riding on the back of a giant Dianoga, like Sebastian riding on the back of Falcor in the Neverending Story. Falcor! I wouldn't, uh, man, I hate to say it, I wouldn't trust a quote-unquote good Dianoga. Those motherfuckers freak me out. Next thing you know, I end up on some hentai website yikes yikes secondly if you could write a novel that was a prequel to the mandalorian telling a story about din jaren running a bounty what would you want to write about i apologize for the long email this week but thank you for all you do and keep up the great work best wishes sam that wasn't that long of an email sam um i'm gonna see a terminator style rundown i mean you see it kind of a couple times but like I want to see him coldly and methodically hunt the dude down. But if it's a good runner, like a good runner and a good chase makes a good movie. I, I think like, yeah. So <clears throat> think about the version of Den Jarn you see in the first episode, right? When he right. comes into the cantina and he's there to get Horatio Sands and like that one dude is like, Hey, I don't want any part of this. I'm running. And Den Jarn cuts that dude in half with a door. With the door. That's a far cry from the guy that we know just a few episodes later. So to me, I want to know more about that version of Din Djarin. Um, And another element that just 
by the way the show was written and, and like how it was paced out. Um, I want to know more about his relationship with the other Mandalorians in the covert. Right. So, you know, what's his, uh, his, uh, relationship with, uh, pause the big guy, the fountain dress. Yeah. With the armorer. Um, you know, I think it could be kind of an interesting story to tell of him earlier in his career as a bounty hunter and also being part of the Mandalorian covert, sort of proving himself and making a name for himself. Before. Yeah, like first first handful of bounties. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, like Casino Royale. Maybe it's not super smooth, James Bond's first yeah, couple kills. Yeah, and not necessarily, he's not the most experienced or the most badass yet. He's learning as he goes. I think that would be interesting to explore. <clears throat> um, yeah, like I was Vizla. saying, running down a hot target and then outwitting him in the end, you know, like never giving up, still coming Terminator style. I like that. I like that whole... And oh, and there's definitely I can see it. Like, have you ever thought of something and you can see the scene in your head? So yes. there's going to be a scene right after he buys the Razor Crest. You know, he does his first few bounties. He makes some money for himself. He buys the Razor Crest. It's it's not the you know the shiny version that we see in the show. It, it needs some work, right? And so there's going to be like a montage of him fixing things up. You know, he installs a bathroom. He installs a refrigerator. He goes to bed. And there's going to be a scene where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, I'm thirsty. So he gets up and he goes to the galley. That which, that's what you'd call the kitchen on a ship, right? The galley. Yes. Yes. The galley. And he turns and looks at his new fridge. And what does he see through the window in the fridge? But a little guy. Fucking uh, a little guy. <laughs> fucking another little guy, A little lady. A little lady. And he's like, what is that little guy doing in my fridge? guess he's bringing him home cold i can bring you home warm or i can bring you in cold hey carl how do you like your tube steak <laughs> uh, i think that's gonna do it for us this week buddy um thanks so much for recording with me hey thanks for having me sorry yeah. about the technical difficulties buddy don't apologize uh hey guys if you haven't already how about you go and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcast or whatever the fuck it's called now. It really helps us out. It helps other people find the show. And uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks to everybody that has already left a review. And if you haven't yet, go, uh, take the time. It doesn't take that long. Um, and if you really like our theme song, which, how could you not? It's pretty, pretty badass if I do say myself, so myself. Uh, how about you check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music they're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, when we'll finally figure out if Will figured out that thing about the little guy, figured out what to do about that little guy in his refrigerator, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. I just let him be and go about <laughs> my business. Blue Harvest, I'm Will Whitten. I'm just going to let the little man do his thing. <laughs> May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.